0: This is podcast number 456, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests.
4: You son from Los Angeles, rocking a brand new quarantine haircut that you cannot see, <laughs> a TV enthusiast, <laughs> and a costume designer, not a hairstylist. <laughs> this is Tom,
2: executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles, and I haven't had a haircut in a couple of
3: months. <laughs> this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. And I do actually cut my own hair, but I haven't in a while because nobody's looking at me, so who cares? <laughs>
1: uh, this is Peter. I um, live in Hollywood, write for Why So Blue, uh, and my hair is getting longer, but I've been planning this for a year, so I can't really blame the virus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, I like how we're all giving people updates on our hair. Uh, I have not cut mine, and I don't plan to. All right. Uh, Let's start off with the news. Uh, Good Girls has been renewed for season four. Um, Timothy Oliphant has joined the cast of *Vandalorian* season two, along with apparently everyone in Hollywood. Super psyched about that. Yeah, I like Timothy Oliphant, but I'm like, that's like... Their casting now is getting crazy. I'm loving it. Um, well, you know they
2: they they're they've been done with season 2. They're just releasing stuff to get people's appetite whetted.
0: That's I don't true. think they're done done, but I don't know.
2: They're no, they're done done. Okay. Cuz they picked up season 3 before quarantine started.
0: Oh, that's true. Uh Paramount Network has gotten the right or is going it Paramount Network show 68 Whiskey is now going to be streamed on CBS All Access, which is weird because I'm like, Paramount does not own CBS, so I'm not sure how. Yeah,
2: uh, da, 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 da. Viacom CBS includes Paramount Pictures.
0: Oh, see, there you go. I was trying to figure out how that was
2: working. <laughs> yeah, that's Star Trek. I mean, well, Star speaking... Trek was a Paramount Picture production.
0: Oh, that's a very good point. All right, so. and speaking of Star Trek, nice segue, thank you. There's another Star Trek uh, spinoff that all of us saw coming, which is Spock and Pike series, which will be called Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yay! I mean, we were just waiting for that announcement. Like, everybody knew that was happening. Um, the Good Fight has been renewed for season five at CBS All Access. NBC. Well, I, watch
2: I do. I'm caught up. It's good.
0: NBC will launch its streamer on uh, July fifteenth with uh, two series: Brave New World and the Psych movie.
2: Uh, uh, there, there's more than that. Um, yeah, well,
0: those were the highlights that they. Yeah. What do more, you mean, a
2: Psych?
1: What do you mean, Psych movie? Psych, psych you psych know the TV two, show?
2: They're doing a movie. Psych, psych Two, Lassie, come home.
1: Oh, I uh, just they... started. I actually just I just saw a few episodes of Psych for my first time. I like it. It's cute. For your
0: first I... time. Wow. Yeah, okay. I never
1: really saw it, but. It's quarantine. It? What else are you going yeah, to do? That's true. Did
0: you ever did watch it? Yes.
1: Yeah. Did you guys all like it?
0: I was yeah. a pretty big psych fan, yes. The last season is kind of watched the, unnecessary.
1: I watched the Tuesday the 17th horror spoof one.
0: All of their spoofs are fantastic for the most I've part. never seen
4: that show ever. Not it's, even it's for a a minute. It's a lot
0: of fun. If you're looking for a comedy, it's a goofy, goofy, fun comedy.
4: Well, I great. Dra- dramedy. Get on the list putting
2: it on the list they also have a david schwimmer sitcom intelligence an international thriller drama the capture and a sports doc series in deep with ryan lochte all of those will be available at launch
0: and nbc is going to be free but with commercials so there you go peacock peacock thank you it's going to be called peacock uh purge and treadstone have both been canceled at usa following their new model because uh, everything's going to streamer, so you so some of the bigger cable networks are canceling their uh, scripted TV shows. So those shows got not necessarily for ratings, but because of the reshuffling of the new reality of streaming TV shows. Both of those shows are canceled. Um, and Rice's uh, Vampire Chronicles has has landed at AMC. So
2: as, as, as well as Lies of the Mayfair Witches.
0: Oh right, That was under there, but I don't Woo-hoo! know. that <laughs> They're all shows in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Ridley Scott has signed an overall deal at Apple TV, but I'm not in It's just, I'm, I mean, it's whatever. He, he doesn't have anything set yet, but that just means he has to produce content for them. Kung Fu and the Republic of Sarah have gotten a series order at the CW. And I'm not sure how I feel about the whole kung fu thing because way back when it came out, it was a little racist, but not as you know, for the time, it wasn't that bad. But now I feel like they got to do some revamping on that to make that not a racist show.
2: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. It's it's a female it's a female lead reboot.
0: Yeah, but is she actually Chinese?
3: Well, we'll have to see, won't we? (laughs) Asking an Asian. Yeah, exactly. Casting an Asian in the center role would make a huge, huge difference. Yes,
0: uh, RDJ's production company is producing a show called. It's a comic, graphic novel called Sweet Tooth, and it got a Netflix series pickup, and it will star Will Forte and James Roland. And that's all the news I have. Tom, take it. I on. have
2: more. The CW has acquired rights to Swamp Thing and Tell Me a Story. So, expect to see those this fall edited for broadcast television. Uh, the final Supernatural episodes will also air in the fall. CW's new season will start in January. And uh, the head of CW has said that the spin offs, Green Arrow and the Canaries and Earthborn, AKA the 100 spin off, are not dead yet. Disney Plus, huge news Hamilton is arriving July 3rd, a Woo-hoo. year and a half, a, a year plus right. before it was supposed to hit theaters. And they're also developing a Percy Jackson series based on the popular books. FX, uh, Ryan Murphy has announced an American Horror Story spinoff called American Horror Stories. Basically, Wait, it will be what? episodic. They're going to do standalone, you know, episodes. Like so Twilight
1: Zone? Like oh, Twilight Zone. Or, 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 Black, Mirror. How or right? Black Mirror. Wait, so
4: instead From of American being American horror
0: story. horror story, it's going to be stories. Really, he couldn't think of a better title for his spinoff? That's very confusing.
2: He's so freaking rich, he doesn't care. Um, (laughs) FX is also partnering with the BBC to adapt Great Expectations, and that's gonna be coming from Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight. HBO Max is developing a reboot of Head of the Class, ABC sitcom that ran over 100 episodes back in the late 80s, early 90s. Hulu has been accused by a class action lawsuit of throttling service on PCs to access user data. Whoops. Showtime has picked up a four-part docuseries, The Reagans, and their plan is to spotlight documentaries on Sunday nights, starting this summer. And finally, the SAG Awards will consider films that were supposed to have a theatrical release, but were streamed on television instead.
0: Okay. That was a lot of news. I feel like all the executives are trying to justify why they're still getting paid at home. (laughs) <laughs> uh, all these deals are happening uh <laughs> before they get la-
2: before they get laid off talking, yeah, like
0: look all this work we did see <laughs> all right uh let's start off with the shows first off we're going to talk killing eve and this was more like a weird standalone bottle episode where we spend the entire episode with villanue and we s- Villanelle. Villanelle. Go, now. go now uh And she goes home and visits her family and sees that they're just as nuts as she is, but in a different way. And I was watching this trying to figure out where they were going. Within about halfway through, I was like, oh, she's totally going to kill her mother. Oh. Uh, I saw, I mean, I was the only person I was pretty sure she wasn't going to kill was the little boy. I was like, she's killing, she's killing maybe everybody in this house, probably not the little boy, but it's not going to end up well. Uh, what did you guys think of the episode?
3: Well, like I... you, I pretty much thought that she was uh, she was going to be. Actually, I thought from like the first five minutes of the show, I thought everyone in this house is dead. <laughs> um, so I was actually surprised when she spared not only the little kid but her brother. So, but you know, the it's like the two people who she figured were redeemable, I suppose. But everyone else, you know, in the house, boom. Um, so that was not surprising to me. It's like it, it, it kind of just the episode just went the way that I expected it to. I guess it's, it, it was interesting from just a pure backstory character perspective, but, I, I also, but nothing really happened that surprised The
0: only me. thing I will say is it left her more emotionally raw than we've seen her. So I, cause before we were all talking about, you know, when Eve comes and tells her, you know, you killed my husband, blah, blah, blah. Eve was going to be raw and and it would be, you know, a chance for misunderstanding. But now we see that she's also emotionally raw right now. And because that conversation with her mom was crazy. That was crazy. And I totally, like the more her mother spoke, I was like, and she's going to kill you now. And she's like, you know what? I think I have to kill you now. (laughs) So I actually think that this episode was more to show what emotional state both of them are going to be in the next time they meet more than anything else. But go ahead, Tom.
2: I I figured out that, that mom was going to die as soon as we met her. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you knew the kid was safe, and then the way that the brother was kind of bonded with her, I figured she'd spare him, too. I, don't, I didn't really care for this episode. I don't know if I want Villanelle to be... She already has dimension. It just felt like a weird detour Especially yeah. considering the cliffhanger they left last week's episode on.
0: I mean, it's like, I meanwhile, it I want, back yeah. in Mother Russia. Well, we also <laughs> had to see you know, her ironclad alibi, too, I guess. But I think really the point was to explain how both of them are super emotional the next time they meet. I think that's more the point. Because normally Villanelle is super, you know, logical, very constrained,
2: calm, cool, and collected.
0: And she's not going to be the next time they run into each other. And I think this was more to explain that than anything else. Mm. That's it. All right. No. Anybody have any more comments, or we move on? I'm looking forward to the next episode when they finally do have their confrontation.
3: Oh, definitely.
0: All right. Next up, we're going to talk The Rookie, and it was their season finale, and (laughs) Peter was very clear on what he thought of it uh, when we talked. But, I I mean, I enjoyed the episode for the most part. Uh, The only thing I thought was really inconsistent for me was uh, Harold Pernu's character. At the beginning of the episode, he hates that the mob guys put him in the position where he had to kill a cop he's got all this guilt and he's really upset and he's like I'm not going to work for you anymore, blah blah blah. But then you find out for the whole rest of the episode he's basically been setting Nolan up to take the hit for his crime. So it like those two things don't go together. You know, so I thought that that was really weird for we're supposed to buy that He was feeling all this guilt, and he was so upset, but at the same time, he's knocking down walls in Nolan's house and planting evidence.
4: I think framing a cop versus murdering someone is like a big leap. You know what I mean? Like, sure, he's going to ruin his career and he's going to go to jail. But I don't know. I mean, here's here's my here's my take. It's the rookie, so consistency. Like, I I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not thinking, oh, this is poor writing necessarily. I absolutely uh, thought having, it was poor writing. No, no, no. But ha- no, no. I'm no, no. I meant the show isn't about like good or bad writing. However, having said that, I think I was really vocal uh, about. Um, Not venomously, but I think we all agreed that last week's episode, uh, for me, was last week, the week before, because this is a two-parter, was, you know, boring and predictable and whatever. So what's really funny, I will give points to the rookie for this episode because... Uh, I was the opposite of you, Libya. I was like, for most of the episode, I was like, ugh, God, are they, this is so boring and predictable. And I was, I mean, I really, I think I even did an eye roll and I was like, wow, this is a sad way to end the season. And I was like, whatever. Like, we know what's going to happen. He's going to get caught. He's blah, 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 you know, because of the video, whatever, and Nolan's going to be the hero. And then the last like 10 minutes, I was like, what? I was like, this is a an- I mean, I was impressed. I did not at all predict that he had, um, you know, set Nolan up. And he he had, like, you know, a a little while ago anyway. And that scene where he is... Um, sledgehammering his home into cottage Swiss, Swiss cheese, I thought the dramatic tension in that was like legit. Like in the back of my mind, I thought, well, this is the, the rookie. I was like, they're going to, although they do do good cliffhangers, but I was like, oh, he's going to find it. It's going to be, you know, exciting, but like he'll win out in the end. And, you know, so even a little bit of the tension in the in the scenes were boring for me, but I mean, not really. I just thought, oh, it's going to end on a happy note. So when they didn't, And then the cops even showed up like they didn't even he didn't even have a chance to like dump the stuff anywhere. I thought, nice job, rookie. I was like, way to bring it back. So, I mean, I, I respect the show. I mean, I was like, oh, they gave me actual drama and a twist I did not expect. And, you know, you you know, you guys know I'm all about the twist that I cannot guess.
0: Uh, So uh I was I was
4: fine. Peter, your counter argument,
0: because you had the exact opposite reaction to that.
1: Go ahead. I feel I I did not like the the ending. I I feel like the rookie to me as a show on the whole, which I mostly enjoy because I I really like Nathan Fillion and I like the I like the case of the week uh nature um I guess I feel like it's like when you're a kid and your mom or dad makes you these kind of like yeah you know they they make what they make and you know you like for for your lunches and dinners and it's fine um and you know whatever but then for some reason family is coming so you have to put out the good china and you have to make this big pomp and circumstance but honestly it's not that great and everything because you don't normally do pomp and pomp and circumstance that's how i feel about when the rookie tries to do these big things, like the charm of the rookie is Nathan Fillion and the cast in LA doing these little crimes. You don't take Harold Perrineau and then be like, well, ha ha. He's the evil guy. I'm like what? No, that's ridiculous. I, like, it's just a character assassination. I, d- I thought that was pretty dumb. Like, and while you're right, you I agree that I did not see, I didn't see coming that he set up, the whole thing um it was still pretty eye-rolly to me also because ultimately it's not much it's not much of a cliffhanger it's trying to be this big cliffhanger but it's not i mean are you telling me that the next season we're gonna spend half the season with uh no one on which the yeah, with no one the run. No, we're, I run. Did no, have we're that,
4: not. It's I like was
1: resolved in the first episode. Like so, it's just a big waste of time. Like that's not what the show is.
4: No, but, but anyways, that is the show. Remember when she was like kidnapped? and It was like a great big you know cliffhanger, and then like they that. stalled it in a day.
1: Didn't like yeah. the, I didn't like the kidnap thing. You, the show does. I don't think the show works upping their stakes. I think the show's charms is the day to day life of the look. You already have a man. Who is way older than a normal rookie would be? Like, so that's that's good. That's already a good enough hook. We don't really need all these other things. I just, like 911. That show and their budget. Yes, you can do. Oh my God! There's a huge earthquake in Los Angeles. What do we do? You could totally do that. Like, very entertaining. But. No, nah, I just, I just don't think, I don't think it's in the DNA of the show, and so I don't think, well, it, I, I think well, when they try it, I don't think it works.
0: Okay, let's wrap that up. Let's wrap that up, and you did a nice segue. Uh, so let's segue oh, right into 9-1-2. uh nine. Next up, we're gonna talk about nine one one, and this was their also their season finale, and this episode had two things where you're dealing with Athena and her trauma, and I really love that moment where. She's like, oh, we're going to talk about all the case files or all the people who've been abused by this guy. We're going to talk about how to get them on trial. And the therapist was there like, "Uh, yeah, I'm here to talk to you about the fact that dude beat your head in.
2: I thought that was pretty obvious. I
0: did too, and it it just shows how much denial Athena was having that she didn't realize it.
2: They're doing some weird stuff with time because the last thing we – on the previous week's episode, Athena's in the hospital – when Connie Britton gives the 911 call oh, and then right. Athena's home, it's like, come on. They could have at least said, you know, that was just jarring for me
4: I because we that. saw
2: before the crash and they didn't do X hours before or whatever. It was, that's like, you know, somebody in post should have picked that up. Libya.
0: Hey, I don't work on that
2: show. (laughs) I know, but still. That would be like the kind of thing that an assistant editor could say, hey, didn't we just end last week's episode? I
0: I will tell you, I've only won that argument one time on Legacies where we were cutting a scene and it was a reverse vampire. uh, Because, you know, the vampires can do their mind thing. What is it called? Uh, Compulsion. And we we always do the compulsion on the vampire we see their eyes dilate that they're controlling the person and we were doing a scene where we were doing it reverse where we were only going to see the victim of the compulsion and they were like well we got to do the thing where they do and i was like no that's not how we do the eye compulsion they were like and they were so set on doing it and I was like, No, that's not how it works in Vampire Diaries. And these guys have worked on the original Vampire Diaries. And because I'm a fan, I was like, Yeah, that's not how that works. And they stopped and they thought about it. And they're like, Are you sure? And I was like, Yeah. And then they were like they went and checked, and they were like, Oh, you're right. Never mind. And then they took out they were gonna request some inserts and do all this stuff. And I only won that argument once in my career but this as was, an assistant. This was editor. two episodes in a row. <laughs> I'm just telling it's like, you it's not assistant that hard editors track, and assistant editors have very little power that's all somebody, I'm saying
2: somebody <laughs> should have noted that because it was jarring as a viewer when we've seen the, the a lot train of times,
0: wreck. I will tell you a lot of times they hope that commercial breaks will make you forget stuff and they know they know the inconsistency <laughs> is there like they are aware of it and they're like, oh, they're never going to notice. I've had entire we
2: conversations don't, We, think we well, yeah. about that. Well, when they started back before the train crash, I'm like, OK, whatever. And then Athena's home for how many ever <laughs> well, weeks?
0: Well, talk about the rest of the episode. What did you think
2: of the I thought the, whole... the way they handled the rescue and the thing with Buck and, and with uh, Connie Britton's new fiance, I thought that was all handled really well. I I
0: agree and disagree at the same time, which is I wanted Buck to be able to be the hero. But the conversation he has with Bobby, Bobby's in charge. So what Bobby said should have gone. And it was only because it was, uh, what's her name? Uh, Connie Britton's character. It was only because she was down there and it became a whole emotional thing that he let Buck do something that was super dangerous. Normally, he would never have let Buck do that. And Buck fighting with him, I didn't like all of that. Because I was like, Buck, that has been Buck's character flaw since the beginning of the series. And it made me
2: feel it's like It's for he Connie Britton, though. I know. <laughs> we want but, her to be happy with her fiance, And we I, know she's I, not coming I, back to the show.
0: I get that. But it, makes, it irritated me because it made it seem like all his growth that he had supposedly had through this whole series was for naught. So I, I, I did not like
2: that. Speaking of for not, I thought rumor Willis Bruce Willis and Demi Moore's daughter was wasted exactly. i don't know she was the she was she was the young woman who uh Connie Britton's fiance was trapped with How it was one, uh, okay, one yeah. or the other and I thought yeah. that considering that she's kind of a name because she's you know she she did a big arc on nine o the new nine oh two one oh but I thought she was wasted, but I thought it was a solid episode
0: yeah, anybody else it? Alrighty.
2: And the thing with J-Love and uh, Chim having a baby was cute.
0: It was, but I don't understand. Is she pregnant? I was like, usually when stuff like that happens, is because the actress is pregnant. So Who knows? All right. Uh, so moving on. Next up, we're going to talk about Motherland. At least I'm going to talk about Motherland because all of you losers weren't paying attention and realized we had a new episode. To be fair, we talked about last week's episode... Like it was the season finale because we all thought it was the season finale. And so I was really surprised that there was a new episode.
2: Well, and considering that Freeform didn't have a preview for another episode after episode yeah. eight, it's their fault, not ours.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that happened, but uh, the next episode is basically the fallout from the commander lying. Um, basically, a mini coup starts to happen. Um, and the cadets themselves don't realize that they've started it because they go to, what is it, Abigail's mom, Bellwether, to the Admiral General, whatever she is, her mom. She goes to her and they're trying to get the mom to help them about the Admiral lying. But then they drop some information when they're having the argument that actually gives the general like serious weight. Or a secret that no one's supposed to know, and she's like, it obviously she didn't tell, like the top staff. So then, next thing we know, we see the president. And so it's a bigger, it's a bigger thing. Basically, that information gets to the president, and the president uses it against the main. What's her, the, the admiral's name? Whatever her name is, I can't remember. The leader, the main woman's name, Adele, Adele. Anybody help me out? No. Anyway. So the president basically relieves her of duty and tells her she has, um, for 24 hours, to get her affairs in order. And then she's going to step down after 400 years of being in charge. And I was like, first of all, if someone's been in charge for 400 years, you shouldn't give them warning that you're going to fire them. (laughs) Uh, That was my first thing. I was like, oh, this is not going to end well for you, Madam President. Uh, So I actually predicted that she was going to kill the president. I was incorrect, but... What she did was actually really bad. It was like, oh, my goodness. And I'm not going to spoil it for you guys because you haven't seen it yet. But it's pretty good what she does to maintain power. But now the problem is she's going to know that there's a leak within her ranks that gave the president this information. And she's going to do everything in her power to root it out. So now the cadets are like really, they're actually in danger. So they basically up the stakes. It's pretty cool, pretty cool setup. And I believe there's another episode next week, so you guys have two episodes to watch. Um, so go for it. It was, it was a for good epi-
2: advance notice.
0: Yeah, it was a good episode. It uh, dealt with some bigger issues because you had to deal with the president and basically the chain of command, like how it works. That she's still in charge and who has authority over who, and how the politics kind of work within. Uh, the witches um so all of that is going to be really interesting and people are changing sides and alliances and all of that so i was like okay let's go um so thumbs up for me for that and next up we're going to talk about the series finale of how to get away with murder since that's the last time i'm going to say it i had to draw that out um and it was a fairly disappointing episode actually I mean more of it was spent in the courtroom than I would have liked uh, especially after last week's episode which was all in the courtroom and then this one I think out of an hour like 30 to 40 minutes of it was in the courtroom I was like come on guys like that's not what the show is And at no point did I really think she was going to be found guilty. Especially since they kept showing, you know, her get shot and all this other stuff. If she had been found guilty, she wouldn't be outside giving a press conference. So there was no tension for me through the whole episode for that. The only thing that did surprise me is they actually killed two other characters. I did not see that coming. Um, Allison, your thoughts?
3: Um, Well, you know, like you, I I thought that just the worst part of the show was all the courtroom stuff. And in fact, it was like, why are you doing this when you do this so badly? As soon as they got to the scene where Nate came right out and said that the DA had and the FBI had bribed him with $20 million, that should have been the end of the court. Uh, right. Case right there, they should have declared a mistrial. It should have been over, and the DA should have been put in jail. Um, right. But you know, it, it's like this. It happens in this weird Wonderland where nothing makes sense, and so the the court just keeps on going as if he hadn't said anything at all. Um, so so none of it really really made any sense whatsoever from a narrative perspective, from a legal perspective. It was just like, okay, we need to wrap this up in an hour, and we're going to do it in the courtroom here. Done. And, you know, it was by the time they got to the bit where where Frank and and then Bonnie meet their end, it was like, it was literally overkill. I was actually laughing at the screen. I, I was just, I was like, and Bonnie too. Really? Well, I mean, and then I have
0: to give uh Good Lord, An- Annalise, uh, uh, give her credit, because, you know, she's wailing at-, at their deaths. And I was like, I guess that's sad. I don't, I, I just didn't care anymore. Here, really here's didn't. the
2: problem I've always had with this show, and I, I popped in for the finale. Who am I supposed to care about?
0: Yes, Annalise. Annalise you. is really the only one you're supposed to care about.
2: But the-, the weird thing is, like, everybody else, it just seems like dumps on her whether they have a reason to or not, because the script says so. It just makes no sense. I agree. And, and, and yeah, it was just, I think the whole point was she got
3: her happy ending. Sort of. Yeah.
2: As happy as it could be. I
0: know. Uh, It's like,
3: sort of. Yeah. What a, what what happens. It shows you what happens to all the other characters as if we're supposed to care what happens to their ending. And it's like, I don't, they're all terrible people. Yeah. And I was,
2: I was thrown by, I mean, I think the only good person on this, is it Oliver?
3: Yeah, he was. He wasn't he, by the end. He, 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 yeah, by yeah. the time it ended, he was morally specious too.
2: Yeah, but it's like you—you you really need to have somebody to root for on a show like daughter around an anti-hero.
3: But I—but I, I mean, Annalise
0: is not really an anti-hero.
2: That's the thing is, but they act like she is, which is I know weird. everybody
0: else does, but you as the audience see who she really Everything. is. Everything. Yeah, and so, so I'm still cheering for Annalise.
2: I'm surprised Viola Davis stayed with the show for so long because well, she got I to do just, some serious acting. To, to be fair, yeah, but it wasn't overall. It was it wasn't well written, and it wasn't it wasn't bad enough crazy like Scandal was. I mean, Scandal, even when it was really crazy, was still kind of fun to watch. True, and I would never call How to Get Away with Murder fun to watch. No, well,
0: I kept watching it for some reason, so that's all I gotta say.
3: Yeah, Any Well, other. we all did, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Any other thoughts before we move on? Anything? I mean, <laughs> I have nothing really to say. It was just blah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the blacklist and what they decided to do with their missing footage because they had to shut down like everybody else, and they wanted to finish this episode apparently, at, apparently at all costs. So they had the scenes that were missing animated, and they did a good job with transitioning between them, but I feel like that whole, you know, PSA that they had in the middle of the episode where they explained what they're doing, they should have done that at the top of the episode.
3: They well, have they been... kind of did. They just had a cold open and then moved to the, the little PSA.
0: I know, but I felt like that should have been earlier. I feel like that should have just been like, okay, the episode you're about to watch has this and this and this. Okay, go. Versus interrupting the episode with the PSA. I did not like that part, but... Regardless, the animation worked for the most part, except for me at the end, where I'm supposed to believe that, what's her name, Elizabeth, has now gone dark side and is happy with her dark side. I'm like, "Mm." watching an animated version of her have this transition was weird, because you don't get really, the face, you don't really get it. Like, I, I wasn't sure I bought it yeah cartoon. well, I
3: think I think that that was, you know, the limitations of of the yes. uh, animation. It was that they did it on a shoestring. so you we weren't going to get the best animation. So everybody moved, you know, in this very, very cardboardy kind of way. They did it. They did it as well as they could. you know, I mean, I want to them. I give them all the credit in the world for actually, managing to finish the episode and find a clever spin to do it so you know points for that yes it did suffer from an from a a, an emotional perspective because the the animated figures were not able to show the kind of range of emotion that the human care the human beings would be able to do but you know i mean you have to kind of take this with a grain of salt they were i mean for the most part i thought it worked i thought yeah
0: i thought it worked for the most part
3: yeah I think narratively, though, you know, it just it was another example of Elizabeth being the dumbest FBI agent in history uh, <laughs> where she's, you know, I mean, she's been with Red. She even says in, in the in the context of the show that, you know, this has been going on for seven years, that she's known Red and she's been through all this kind of crazy stuff with him. She's been on the run with him. She's, you know, thought that he was her dad and the whole thing. And for and, and she's known this woman for five minutes. Exactly. And, and yet she trusts her and is turning against Red, and it, and it, the whole thing of her going up on onto the roof and standing there like Batman. i, like, know, I'm I was to like, her, are you
0: gonna yeah. jump? What's gonna happen? What's happening?
3: Yeah, it made it made no sense. It it really didn't. And the ending also was, I think, by the time they were at least finishing up the the editing on this, they had to, you know, ha, had to have known Brian Dennehy had died, and yeah, so why, that why did you make him survive? Yeah, the last conversation is unfortunate under those circumstances. Because he's not going to be waking up to, you know, deal with, with a pissed off Elizabeth. They, they have to write the character out as, as having died. And if that's her last conversation with him, that's an unfortunate one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, overall, I think they, they did the best they could under the circumstances
0: yeah it was a decent finale but like i said it was just missing a couple things and i do really not she doesn't know anything about this woman other than she falsely inserted herself in her life and and took her daughter to a murder scene and killed a bunch of people with her daughter standing there and then like no that's not okay i mean even red hasn't done that <laughs> so i just i yeah I, I i don't know what she's thinking other than she really really wants a mother. Like, that's really her thing. She wants it so bad. But, all right, let's move on. Um, Next up, we're going to talk about I Know This Much Is True, which is a limited... (laughs) Wait for me to introduce it. (laughs) It's a limited series on HBO starring Mark Ruffalo versus Mark Ruffalo. And he plays twin brothers, and one of them has uh, is schizophrenia. And, man, it goes, it's weird. It's supposed to be a period piece, like, in the 70s. Well, when I want to say period, sort of. 90s, thing.
3: actually. It's but, in oh, the was 90s. it 90s? I don't yeah. remember.
0: But its it starts off very graphically with one of the brothers chopping his own hand off with not a lot of explanation other than he's a little crazy and he's religiously crazy. Like he really thinks that he has to make a sacrifice to save the world. And i got as far as him chopping his hand off. They get to the hospital and they're just like, the doctor's like, just sign the form and we can do the surgery reattach. And the brother's freaking out and screaming and yelling and these saying he's going to rip it off again and all this other stuff. And so then he's like, you know, maybe I shouldn't sign. I was like, okay, click. And I turned it off. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know what happens after that. I just knew that it was not the show for me.
3: You missed nothing. You missed absolutely nothing. It was it was it was painfully bad. Um, I I really wanted to like this. You know, I saw the previews for it now for for like a month, and um, I love Mark Ruffalo and the rest of the cast. Also, is is full of you know really great people. Melissa Leo, Juliette Lewis you know Rosie O'Donnell's supposed to be in this later I didn't see her yet but they have all these really good people and so I figured okay well you know I got to tune in and it is it is just relentlessly dull depressing dreary beyond words as if the storyline itself isn't depressing enough they They shoot this thing with this super grainy footage, so it almost looks like Cinema Verite and the Shaky camera and the washed out colors. So everything is just gray. and and they and they the dialogue overlaps, and they're con- the, the actors are constantly talking about just inconsequential, dumb things. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's how people talk in real life, but I don't need to tune in into a TV show to hear it because people in real life are boring. Yes, that's right. I don't need to watch a show about that. <laughs> um, so that that's really I mean if 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 you you just you know have never seen a show where if, if you've never seen cinema verite then maybe this is a good example of what it might look like. But it, it, other than that there is so little reason to tune into this because I and, and it's Sad for me to say so because there's so many creative people and talented people who are associated with it, but it's it just goes absolutely nowhere. I made it to the the end of the first episode, and I thought life is just too short. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: I'd call it depression porn. Oh yeah, because it's just I'm just wondering why did they move? We we really need this right now. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. with all that's going on in the world, people don't feel bad enough already? <laughs> Come on. You, you know, ugh. Yeah. Hard <laughs> <That's> pass. That... <laughs> Did you watch yeah. any of it? I watched, I watched all of the first hour.
0: Oh,
2: okay, cool. All right, yeah, so it's it so thumbs down that, that, all that, g- that graphic opening scene, and then we get the extended, I had to, you know, I, you know when, he, when he's defending himself to the father, saying, I had to let him do it because it's the first time he's ever had control. it's like dude he's literally not mentally healthy maybe he shouldn't have control i know that's exactly what i was thinking
3: i was like considering his choices you know you think
2: yeah
0: yeah so i was just like no 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 anyway uh let's move on next (laughs) (laughs) we watched it
3: so you don't have to
0: exactly uh, next up, we're going to talk about season seven of the Clone Wars, which uh, we, oh, we just
2: talk ca- about the finale.
0: Well, not just the finale, because for me, there was there was some build up. I mean, at least the whole end. Which well, that was, like, that
2: first four, four parter was a snooze.
0: I'm talking about this. We can talk about the second four parter. That's fine. Peter, you watched him. You caught up, right?
1: No, no, no. I, I only saw oh, I, Peter. I saw I saw Tom or Aaron who sent the list. i did i saw tom's list and i watched the three the first three about uh it's it's obi-wan and um the mandalore and the woman that looks like it used to be an ex-girlfriend of his you
0: Uh, saw the the mandalore episodes i
1: thought it was good no no no. i totally liked it and um i'm i'm interested in watching more absolutely uh i can't wait to, to to see the mall stuff um but that's all i've seen i've only seen those three
0: i really thought you saw more i don't know why I know Greg has watched it all. I don't know why he's not on the podcast. I'm going to give him crap about that.
1: You snooze, you lose, man. <laughs> I mean, are you guys going to say something that's like spoilery? I mean, obviously, I, mean, I know, how, I know how, I know how Revenge of the Sith yes, ends. I so was going to say we know. You how do it no, except that I think you, you don't know how. Well, I don't want to know what happens to Osa- o- and uh, that's Osaka. That, that,
2: that,
1: Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. So I don't really want to know that.
0: Well, then yes, you should mute or turn, you know, whatever. All right. I'll um. Mute. So the last four episodes. What I really—I know you said the first four don't matter, but I think it does matter if the last time we saw her, Ahsoka, she was out of the Jedi Order. She's not, the, the,
2: you're you're thinking the second four. There were twelve episodes in season in season seven. The first four. Yeah, are, I, I didn't watch those actually. Yeah, you missed nothing.
0: <laughs> but I'm just saying, you—I think you need the first four because the last time we saw Ahsoka, she was she had quit. The Jedi Order. She said, I'm out. You guys didn't trust me. Screw you. So those episodes were really good. And so I watched the next four because I wanted to see what she did on her own. Like she decided, I don't need the Jedi. I'm going to make my own way. I'm going to do my own thing. And what she found was she was still, no matter what, she's still a Jedi. That even though she's trying to live a regular life and hang out with people and do whatever... She got drawn into information that she wanted to pass on and whatever. And she, she's still a Jedi, is basically my point. And so when you get to the last four episodes, when she ends up running in Obi-Wan and... Um, Mom. Yeah, well, she gets oh, on oh, the
2: mission.
0: Oh, and
2: with,
0: Anakin. And Anakin, and she actually, they send her on the mission. But when she gets, you know, she gets a hold of them and she realizes that, yeah, I don't quite fit with you guys anymore, but... And even though she tried to like not work with the um, clones and they all still I like that they all painted their helmets like her face. I thought that was really cool. And I like that they all welcomed her back. Like all of that really worked for me.
2: For me, that, those those last four episodes which could be edited together seamlessly in a theatrical release. Yeah. Hopefully somebody at Disney is planning to do this because that's the excellent type of thing that they could put in theaters before they they put real, you know, not not that it wouldn't be a real movie, but before they put major theatrical releases in. But it gives you the emotional resonance that Attack of the that, uh, Revenge of the Sith didn't Did have, not have. Right. By telling the story from Ahsoka's point of view, yeah. and especially when she, when Maul, I mean the old the enemy of my enemy
0: is my friend might saying... not be my friend, but I might need
2: <laughs> to align to myself with you because stuff is going down. But when he tells her that the Emperor's been training a new apprentice and then it's Anakin, she so doesn't believe him initially and then she starts to realize, holy crap, what if he's right? right. And we, of course, having seen the movie, know how the story ends, but... The way they dealt with Order 66 was also fantastic, too. I mean, The
0: only thing I thought that was, I mean, I got her point of view. Like, when they get to the position where they're trying to get out of the uh, hangar bay and they're surrounded. And she easily could have just opened the space thing and they all would have flown out into space. And she's like...
2: But they, she, they're, therefore, I mean, she knows them. I she know. She knew them.
0: I know, but they she, are legit she, trying to kill her. Like, it, but she no, is it, legit
2: trying to not kill them I know, because she but, has honor.
0: I understand that. But also, the ship is going into, like, the moon. So they're going to die regardless of what she does. Like, it's not even like there's a plan that she can... Because Maul has destroyed the engines on the ship, that ship's going down. So no mm-hmm. matter what she does, those guys are going to die. They are 100% trying to kill her. And I get her point. I do because they're trying to show she's an absolute good guy like I get it but at at a certain point I was like okay well they're gonna die regardless of what she does so just let's just move on and I just felt like they wasted about a half an hour of her going through machinations to not kill them and then she ends up having to bury all their bodies
2: but I thought that was still the thing is that Jedis or Jedi are supposed to protect life in all its form, especially when they had no choice right. because of what was done to them. Oh no, I understand. And, and I just thought that th- that the reverence they showed to the clones,
0: right.
2: I thought they behalf- never showed I mean, that in the movies at all. Th- and preach, and yeah. that's a problem. That's a problem. What's really interesting is Dave Filoni didn't. He, he has an interview on. Uh, episode two of the Mandalorian uh, Disney Gallery series which if you're not watching I highly recommend it for all you out there in podcast land but he basically said he basically explains the prequel trilogy and the resonance it has with you know his with Clone Wars and says that Battle of the Fates or Duel of the Fates is appropriately titled because Qui-Gon served as a with, with you know Training Anakin, Anakin was supposed to be trained by Qui Gon, who was prepared to serve as a surrogate father. However, when Maul cuts him down, that starts Anakin's journey to the dark side because Obi Wan didn't even want to train, didn't even want to take up this kid, and right. he does it because he's told to. And then, plus the Jedi Council becomes so mired in politics, which Ahsoka's arc plays. Into. Yeah, they were so, so that,
0: weak. They were so weak in that moment.
2: So, Filoni's full, exp- full explanation gives a lot more resonance to it than I can. But it's that moment that, you know, kind of, that's why that was titled Duel of the Fates. And they echo that when they have the great uh, scene between, uh, between Ma and, uh, and they actually got Ray Park to do mocap for that fight scene, that lightsaber scene. In yeah. episode, but um, and Ahsoka, whoo, and and the and the rumor mill is building even stronger that they're prepping an Ahsoka series spinoff of The Mandalorian, which I'll be glad because I I heart Ros- Rosario Dawson and I heart Ahsoka Tano. Yes, but now if if you haven't seen, the, if you're a big Star Wars nerd, I the 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 Clone Wars series finale is well worth it because it really you know it's it's told mostly from Ahsoka's point of view, but we get to see. Things that run parallel with the uh, Revenge oh, of the Sith yeah. and just well done. And Filoni is the man.
0: All right. Let's wrap that up. We're saying thumbs up. Oh, yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Upload. And I've lost track. Where are we? Episodes
2: five and six. Five is the uh, the sex suit. <laughs> Ew, that was so creepy. It was very creepy. And six is the, is sleepover. Sleep. O- oh, the little girl sleeps over with the girlfriend. The
1: little girl
2: sleeps over with the fiance, and also, um, oh, our, our our two leads actually. She falls asleep in. Oh,
0: at her desk.
2: In, in her desk, but she's basically asleep in VR world with, with Robbie Amell. Right.
0: Okay. So, which what'd war- you think?
2: The the sex suit episode. I saw it a couple of weeks ago and not much sticks with me. Just, you know, I, the fiance is so annoying and she might not be evil, but she's still really annoying.
0: Yes. Those things are true.
2: But the episode six though, I really dug with the little girl because, uh, um it humanizes our, the
0: girl the fiance a little bit. Too. It
2: does. It does humanize the fiance because we find out no matter what we think of her, her family's worse. <laughs> I know. And the little niece is adorable. Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: And um it's funny because um why am I forgetting our female lead's name? Nora? The programmer. Yeah, the Nora. 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 Nora tells the little girl, don't let her straighten your hair. And then when when um <laughs> When oh, she's supposed to have
0: matching hair. <laughs> that was great.
2: That was great. <laughs> and when the fiancé kicks everybody except for the little girl out, you're thinking, "Oh no!" It's like let's 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 have matching hair, and then she does her hair like the little girls, which I thought was sweet.
0: That was yeah. That so I guess really there's adorable. hope for
2: the. The not so evil but annoying fiance yet.
4: I, I thought that was a good move. Like you know what I mean? Like I think like all of us. She's really annoying, but I, she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be the not the super heavy, but the B heavy. You know, and 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 uh, you know she's an antagonist for sure, and she is the source of a lot of humor. You know, and a lot of eye rolling, and you know all of that. So I I, I dislike her, but I dislike her character. I don't dislike her. Like, oh, and the actress too is super annoying. I think she does a good job being like the annoying, you know, fiance. And there's even that little bit of um, you know, we see her know sort of what's going on. She's like, I'm supposed to keep you alive. You know what I mean? And I don't know what episode that was in. Um, so there was there was that. We already got an inkling that she genuinely did have feelings for him, or at least she didn't want him to die um you know so there th- that's all part of the mystery slash we get a little insight into her not being completely evil and you know all of that stuff and i think um for me it is all a big blur because this is the first show in a long time first of all it's very easy to watch you know mm-hmm. and it's light it and it's fast yeah it goes so fast i binged it and in fact um the first episode because it was so long i guess it was like much longer than the rest of the episodes i assume it's double length mm-hmm. yeah so i assume that all the episodes were going to be that long. And I was kind of bummed to find out that I wasn't getting, that's how much I like the show. And also it's such an easy watch that, um and I think it, on Amazon, it, much like Netflix, maybe even more so it just like rolls into the next episode. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know what I mean? So like, you really don't know what's going on. Um, But yeah, I can't say enough about the show. I, I was trying to sell it to someone the other day and I said, it's just, you know, it's, It's light, you know, and deals with some issues like The Good Place, but it's very tech-heavy, which I really like. And that particular episode – I'm trying to be episode-specific because I know that um – uh libya likes that but i am actually trying to remember because i said like i said i saw it all in a blur what what happened oh i think i mentioned this but maybe i didn't on that episode where where she sleeps over like in real life uh i mean she sleeps over vr and she falls asleep at her desk i thought that was lovely i Mm -hmm. i buy the i buy the relationship i buy you know it's very romantic comedy so there's going to be like a guy finds girl girl guy loses girl guy gets girl back you know all of that so you know the rom-com trope no one's complaining that's you know what you're getting you know what i mean um and i think they're you know doing it really well oh also a small story but i think it's it's potent um uh, Nora's dad is dying of um lung disease and he wants she wants him to, you know, upload and stuff. So I don't know which episode it occurred, but he had like a visit, you know, in the Yeah, that's the ones, We're gonna talk about those next week. Oh, sorry, sorry. Well then I'll shut it down. So <laughs> yeah, no, I I I really, really uh enjoy this show. It's not perfect, but what show is, and it's such a light watch, and um I think it doesn't it's a disservice to say it's like the good place but i will say that without being as like quippy or as like pop culture-y, you know kind of whatever it's really it's written really well and there there are meaningful scenes there are, there's meaningful dialogue um and yet it's a fun watch so i'm i'm a heavy thumbs up toes up whatever else i can get up uh, i really think that um it's a fun show it's a it's a show to to recommend yeah, i, I love
2: the war between alicia and luke by the way Who? Alicia, the black programmer, and Luke, the vet. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) The vet. Yes. And something else.
4: Why am I blanking? (laughs) That's true. Why am I blanking? Who? who? The vet?
2: The good-looking veteran. He shows up in his... Oh
4: yeah. th- all right. I was, I was literally thinking animal vet. I was like, there's animal. <laughs> oh, <is he? laughs> Who was he? Like, Did I fall asleep
2: during
3: <laughs> <know>? what? Okay, <laughs> I think season two. They've shown it already. All right, guys.
0: Yeah. Let's let's go. So we're all saying thumbs up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Alright, so next up, we're gonna talk about the great, which to be wasn't even on my radar until last night. And uh, Peter and Allison were both talking about it. And they were like, "Go ahead, what? Well, we gotta watch the Great." And I was like, "Fine." And then I watched the pilot, and then I immediately texted you, son. I was like, "You gotta watch the Great." <laughs> so, yeah, we all. So let's. How many? So Tom, you said you've only seen the pilot. Peter, have you watched it at all? After I haven't, I
1: it? haven't seen the pilot. I don't have Hulu. I'm, I've got to find a way to watch it legally. I've oh. seen. The, I've only. I've seen the pilot.
0: Okay, it's on Hulu. Tom, it's on Hulu. Just he said he doesn't. Do he doesn't have Hulu.
4: No, no, but it's all up on um, you know, all the episodes are loaded, so just do like a seven day trial. I think they might even be doing a month trial on Hulu. So I just think they the are, part. yeah. They're doing Yeah, like just
0: a, yeah. all you need is a valid email address. It doesn't even have to be a yeah. regular one, man. It, just just exactly they're not
3: doing it. this week. Uh, no, online, it's they stuff. It's it's like they've they've just put the whole thing up at once. So, yeah. all right, yeah. so I, like, I guys, guys, I, guys. I wanted mean, to Okay. I, oh, go ahead.
0: To, I only want to talk about the first couple because so many people haven't seen that many I know we rushed through and watched more but uh, since this was your show Peter that you recommended what did why what did you like about it that you recommended it to all of us
1: well I was excited because it's the um the writer of um, it's a Tony McNamara it's the the writer of the favorite which I loved um, the favorite one uh, was Olivia Coleman won best actress for Two years ago, I think, two Oscars right. ago, um, right. and I just really love the take of doing. Of course, that was um, different uh, uh, royal time
0: period, uh,
1: f- right? Right, um, time period. But I, I really like the take of like taking a um, a kind of dark humor to what we normally see as, um, you know, period dramas about kings and queens and everything. Also, uh, I mean, I really like Elle Fanning. I like Nicholas Holt. So I was like, oh, I hope this is good. I'm like, it's not going to have the director, but I'm like, I hope it's solid. And I did. I thought I I really enjoyed it. I, and I also love the look and everything. I think the trickiest role is Nicholas Holt because if it wasn't for him being sort of charming, I think... Yeah. I think it could easily delve into just like, well, how long, how long do we have to watch? How long do we have to watch Catherine suffer? You know, the, the indignities of this terrible person, but he has a, the actor has a quality about him that you, you know, he's terrible, but you kind of, I don't want to say I like him, but like you, you find him engaging. I mean, Elle Fanning, she, she has her optimism that obviously quickly, gets destroyed in, like, the first 20 minutes uh, and everything of the pilot. Um, but I, I really liked it. However, I will say, I was pretty confident that Allison would like this, too. Uh, Livia, you're I'm right. surprised you like this so much because I know you're not a big period drama person, and I also know you're not a big comedy person. So I was prepared for this to be what we do in The Shadows too, where you're going to be like, I didn't like this. I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> I totally like, I, I, I thought say, you weren't going to like this. I,
0: I will say this. It was touch and go during her whole super optimism portion where it was kind of a goofy, she was, she was more of a goofy character, but actually once she kind of got brought down to reality of her life.
1: Well, and when her life gets burned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When the, when the school gets burned school, and she sorry, gets phone. super angry and you realize it's going to be a test of wills. And right. once it came down to, okay, I'm going to watch this woman be strong that I was in. I was like, all right, let's see. How are we going to deal with this dude? Like, I was 100% in. She was, it was a little shaky at the beginning when she was like, oh, my life is going to be perfect and I know what to expect on my wedding what? day. It will be kisses and then I will be a euphoria and oh look to this guy. I was like, I was yeah, like, but I no, didn't I know. See. If you
3: know well, anything at all about different. Catherine the Great, you know it's not going to stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I,
4: <laughs> I was
3: just Well, I was waiting. It wasn't all sunshine was and rainbows there. Well, I, that's so, yeah. what I'm saying.
0: I they said it wasn't based on a real true story and I didn't know that that, if that was gonna be the tone of the show. And I'm saying
3: occasionally true story. I know,
0: which I like. Even
4: that was adorable. Even that was funny. Yeah, that was
3: I just I think I, I think is good, you know, you Peter, you were saying that you weren't sure Libya would like it because she doesn't like historical stuff. But I think very much like the uh, the favorite, I think what brings what brings in um, audiences who normally wouldn't be into this kind of thing is the fact that nobody is speaking uh, the way they would in right, a historical drama. Right. It's all very much done with, you know, modern vernacular. Uh, nobody is nobody is trying to really sound like someone from another period of time. I even know she
0: was supposed to be German at first, I thought she was supposed to be English until Russian. later, and then I realized she was supposed to be from Germany. I was like, wait, what? Like it's, that? Yeah. Like, she's she can't yeah, she's Russian. Yeah, she's Russian. She's Russian, right? So Russian. Russian. I did. I do not know my uh, Russian or uh, Catherine the Great history except during like episode. Five or six of my rewatch, I was on Wikipedia reading her history. So there's that. Rewatch? Did you watch it twice? Not only rewatch, more my what do you call it? Also,
1: I, I also really like. I don't know. Maybe Allison knows who is the because the scene the stuff you're talking about, Libby, in the beginning where it's like ah, oh, you know, she's so optimistic. She is, but her I don't know is her is it like her handmaiden? The one yeah. who's like her.
3: Oh, she's great.
1: Like so, yeah, she's Mariel, more like. Yeah. Right, she's like the realist. She's the one who's like, oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be just like that. Like so you, so you have her to balance out her, na- her naivete, I think. Right, yeah. I think that works really well.
4: I want to jump in and say, because Libya said something to me, uh, and not that I don't want to give you props or credit, Peter, but I had been chomping at the bit, practically drooling for this to, like, premiere. Oh. I saw trip I love, as you guys all know, and not just because of the costumes, but I love period pieces. Um, they just, they transport you. And if they're done really well, a lot of times the, they're, you know, dialogue heavy, like smart. Um, and uh, other times it's just heaving bosoms and stuff. But the the this show reminded me a little bit. I mean, it actually really makes me want watch, to uh, watch Amadeus again with Tom Holt, oh. who did the oh, most so amazing job you know so good the costumes are really rich i mean this movie this show doesn't have you know cinema level costumes but i will say this um i was like oh is this going to be like rain are we going to see like prom dresses from the 80s that are like retooled you know what i mean and i was like no for real because you know it 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 all i kept hearing was that it was like a modern take so then i thought marie antoinette you know oh, uh, yeah, sophia yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. know and, and there i are thought some they... that remind me a lot of Absolutely. Marie her yeah, Absolutely, but this is what's brilliant about this show: is it doesn't go overboard. The modern vernacular, yes, but it's you know, it's not laced with you know uh, a lot you know a lot of um, modern curse words or you know they're not saying like you know what I mean, describing body. You know, just my point is that it is so perfectly balanced. There, they don't blast rock tunes, which would have driven me mad. Well, they do Um, over the end credits. Yeah, the end credits get the rock tunes. That's the restraint, is my point. Like, they know what they're doing, and it's a lovely, lovely high-wire act of, yes, when I heard the rock music, I thought, nice touch, just the credits. Thank you very much. So the costumes, in the beginning, I thought, oh, they look all pulled, and I was like, "Mm," you know, but even as the episodes get... Uh, get get deeper in um, I really did start to appreciate the costumes and they have a, you know, he's wearing leather pants so like there's a little bit of rock and roll in there, you know, again um, it's like, it's not overly modern or look at us you know, look how we're putting, you know turning it on its ear it throws in a little bit of even modern clothing and you know stuff so everyone looks sexy and great without again it being just a heaving bosom piece so I'll move on past the costumes though because this show really um lived up to my expectations and nothing does I really I mean you know managing your expectations is so hard and when I heard about the show um I don't even like Al Fanning in general and I think she is Precise. She just does a beautiful job between the dry, witty humor, you know, the the deadpan lines, and then the sweetness, and then the strength. Even when she grows into like a very sexual being who's like obsessed with her lover, that's adorable and fantastic. We're, she we're is. We're not supposed a, to be going too far. We're just talking oh, about sorry, the pilot. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry. So then I'll just talk about generalities. And then I'll finish by saying I am a huge fan of Nicholas Holt. And to springboard off of what uh, Peter said, he does again a beautiful job Uh, you know and listen he doesn't have to try to be sexy that dude is sexy but my point is uh, the writing really helps him because we do find sympathy they try to explain to us that he was emotionally you know uh, his mother was emotionally vacant and I love the edible jokes the edible the mommy jokes the daddy jokes I mean the the show is really written well so uh, if you don't like you know Libby is the perfect example if you don't like costume drama if you don't like whatever whatever there is something in this for almost everyone it is a fun fun show Very to listen fun. to and really it's pretty to look at the, the set design is excellent the cinematography is fine it's not like glorious or you know moving or whatever but it's they do a nice <laughs> how about, job how about Everybody. this if
0: you don't care about any of those things she's talking about like set design and wardrobe which I don't yeah. personally care about at all uh, it's, still,
4: yeah. it's still a good show that's so, my point doesn't matter. You don't need sweeping vistas. You don't need. You know. It's like it's it's checked every but box. We got. I'm,
0: let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up because the more we talk, the more we get into episodes we're not supposed to
1: talk about. So, wait, I want to know. I know what Allison thought.
3: Oh yes. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was. I. It, I thought it was absolutely great. I'm. I'm devouring it. I'm like almost all the way through. How many episodes yeah. are there? Do you know? Uh, I think there's ten. Yeah, and 10. I'm. I'm up to episode seven.
1: I so, think they're all. I think they're all posted.
3: Okay, cool. I know
0: they're all posted, but I didn't know how many there were because last night I was just cranking through them. I was just like, Ooh, "Yeah, next one, next one, next one." Uh, Easy to do. Yes. All right, so we're all giving it thumbs up, which doesn't happen that much. There you go. Um, so if you guys have any questions or comments, leave them at TV Campfire or gmail.com us on Twitter, on Facebook, listen to the tenthpointradio.com, Crypton Radio, Weednoplets, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye-bye.